Welcome to episode five of A Wild Podcast Has Appeared, the official Pokemon podcast of comicbook.com. That's right, five episodes in, and I'm not going to lie to you guys, I was a little worried about prepping for this one. I'm your host, Jim Viscardi. With me on the couch is Megan Peters, and on the phone is Christian Hoffer. Now, we... uh, There wasn't real a bunch of news, because we're still in that dry E3, Mm -hmm. you know, build-up. Then Pokemon said, oh, hey, no, 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 by the way... We're going to throw a press conference. And a press conference, they did. I saw it. <laughs> I know Christian saw it. Did you get a, did you yes. get a chance to see it? Yes, I, I don't know if it's for better or for worse, but I did see it. Okay, <laughs> so we're going to talk about this in the later half of the episode, but I just need to get this out of the way. I felt really bad for that translator. Really bad. Was- he was struggling to get through what should not have been a live read for that poor translator. I know. Like... Did I just knowing the Pokemon company and knowing how this probably worked, they were probably like, Oh, we should probably also do this in English. Let's just hire this guy real quick. Didn't give him a script or anything. And he clearly did not know anything that was happening. Well, the, the, the worst part about it was it was uh, totally unnecessary. Everything was written down. Like all the presenters were reading off of a script. So there, there was no need to, to put that poor translator on the spot. And he was really struggling. Yeah. Well, it was it was so funny because I was watching the Twitch comments and when they trans when they switched to the lady translator, Mm -hmm. the entire chat room who was ripping on this guy immediately was super concerned that he got fired on the spot. And then I didn't think that was a thing that could happen. But then when that woman just kept going, I was like, oh, no, did he really get fired on the spot for for being rough? But then he came back and it was okay. do you think he just needed like a glass of water or like a minute to compose himself or something? Right. Or... Like, Get it together, Barry. He either <laughs> really loved Pokemon and got stage fright, or he knew nothing of Pokemon <laughs> and somebody was like, "Get it together, Frank." <laughs> so one of the two happened, and I just really want to know which one was. <laughs> right. Anyway, hi. So uh, this is a wild podcast has appeared, the official Pokemon podcast at comicbook.com. And in case you're wondering, if you're new to the show, this show happens every Thursday. Uh, if you found this on a Saturday, you have a few more days to wait till the, the next episode comes out. If you found this on a Thursday, welcome back. Uh, we generally cover some news in the front half of the show. We do a bit of a deeper dive uh, in the second half of the show. And at the very end, Christian gives us a Pokemon fact of the week that uh, we're at episode five now. So two out of the four have been super gross, uh, but also highly entertaining. So we, we just what we want to do here is give you the information that you need to be a better Pokemon fan. Mm-hmm. And I think the facts that Christian pulls up definitely do that. This week's is no different, but you have to wait till the very end to, to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is a safer one than last week's uh, Torchic fact. If you want to figure that out, just go back into the feed and download that episode. And I mean, if you want, just scrub to the very end and listen to it. But it was a good episode, so I suggest listening to it. Very much so. Listen to the it fact. It was. Come to this. Listen to what we have to say today. And we'll move on. We have a lot of news to get through today. That was a very long preamble. I don't even really know why I did that. Uh, (laughs) But we had a ton of news out of this press conference in a way that that was kind of like a fake out. And and not that I'm super disappointed by it, but I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, I got to admit. Yeah, it, it... Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. So we've only had three of these press conferences. Uh, The first one announced Pokemon Go. The second one announced Pokemon Let's Go, which, you know, uh, judging on the success, that's going to be an entirely new line of Pokemon games. So Mm -hmm. we were expecting something like that. And instead, we found out that 
Pikachu's going to watch you sleep at night. <laughs> Why is everyone disappointed by this? <laughs> I don't understand. Why is everyone uh, so upset? Just, all right. Just so Pikachu. I guess I guess we will start Isn't with that, that one. Pokemon Sleep, yeah. which, I mean, I even when I say it out loud, the Pokemon Company has a na- like generally has a pretty good knack for names. Mm-hmm. This one is is just weird. Uh, Christian, why don't you tell us a bit what Pokemon Sleep is all about? Well, here's the thing: we really don't know too much about it. It's Pokemon Go, but for sleeping was kind of like their pitch. Like we're going to do for sleep what Pokemon Go did for walking. <laughs> so we know that there's a peripheral a peripheral device involved called the Pokemon Go Plus Plus. Uh, you put it on your bed at night, it tracks your sleeping habits, and somehow it ties into a a new game that they showed no gameplay of whatsoever. Well, is it... Did, I guess I was under the impression that it ties into Pokemon Go in that it's a way to train your Pokemon while you sleep. Uh, so John Hankey, the um, CEO of Niantic, did say that Pokemon Go would have some sort of sleep um, functionality, uh-huh. but this is actually a separate game. So Pokemon Sleep will be developed by the makers of uh, Magikarp Jump, which okay. is my personal favorite Pokemon mobile game. I do like Magikarp Jump. That is a fun game. Yeah, but very different from Pokemon <laughs> Sleep. I mainly just would like to give so many thanks to the Pokemon Company for just trying to take care of my well-being. <laughs> you know, just talking about the, the, the name of the peripheral, the, the Pokemon uh, Go Plus Plus? Plus, like, yeah. This is the most Japanese name. <laughs> and I love it. I want the next I, one I, to I just be Plus. We now have... We, we now have, like, a wristwatch Pokemon device. We have yep. the Pokeball. Yep. And now we have, like, a little, like, saucer plate. You know, like, I almost expect, like, you put it out, you fill it up with some milk, and, like, a cat shows no, up. At no, the, that, Christian, the Pokemon like. company is building the Pokemon world around us as we speak. I would, I would suspect, I mean, look, we have the Pokeball, right? Need that? Mm-hmm. Can't be a Pokemon trainer without that. I would imagine uh, that Ash or a trainer would have a... Uh, some form of a wristband of some sort, and uh, they would have a Pokemon device in their home. So they're just real life. We are LARPing Pokemon trainer. I can't wait for us to get like Pokemon budget out of this, like a <laughs> yes. like tracking your finances and stuff. Like if, if you manage to save up so much money, like, you know, Pikachu will go and like put a couple of extra cents into your you know bank account or something like that. I, I don't know. Um, this, this is all getting kind of too real. Like I was cool with like Pokemon wanting me to get in shape, but you know, like now Pokemon wants me to get eight hours of sleep and I, I guess next it'll want me to like make sure I'm saving up for retirement, maybe healthy breakfast. Yeah. We're going to get cookbooks. Nice people online. Like, am I engaging in healthy, like internet activity? Like Pokemon. Look, we're, we're ripping on, we're ripping on Pokemon for for this in a little bit of a way, but you kind of have to admire. I mean, Pokemon go when it came out, did wonders for getting people outside mm-hmm. and getting and g- promoting a more active lifestyle, mm-hmm. walking around. I mean, they even so much like, when they figured out people were cheating by just driving around to try and catch Pokemon, mm-hmm. they were like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You can't do that. We're going to take that functionality away. You get your, you get your, your butts out there and you walk. Yeah. Um, and so, and so look, I, I think it's, it's, it's super interesting because I know 
like personal health, especially in Japan, is like is a huge, yes. huge thing. Like like obesity is not even a real thing over there. It's like I mean, it's a thing, yeah. but it like it's more of a just like a, a life balance type thing over there. And so like I kind of respect them for doing this. It sounds absolutely absurd because mm-hmm. I think even just from us, from a cultural standpoint, it just sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of cool. Like. That's what I was trying to explain when I was watching um, after it was ended and they were like, what does Pokemon sleep? I was trying to explain like the culture mentality for Japan is very much like a group perspective. And like they Mm -hmm. have a syndrome over there. I mean, it has a whole name. It's in Japanese. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to butcher it on this podcast, but it's basically work to death. Mm -hmm. It is, it's like startlingly common over there. People are just working so often. People are sleeping at PC rooms because like Mm -hmm. they don't have time to go home and sleep and then go back to work. Mm -hmm. So like, very much in Japan, they have a sleep issue. That's mm-hmm. why there's so many like little motels you can get on like the side of the road. That's like so weird for us. Even though in our, you know, in America, we still kind of have the let's not get eight hours of sleep, but right. it's mainly because we're on like Reddit or something. <laughs> yeah. For a lot of people in Japan, it's because they're legitimately working sixty hours a week, yeah. and that's very common. So for this, I feel like you know, the Pokemon company is like tapping into that like mm-hmm. group system mentality and being like, let's try to help everyone get more sleep mm-hmm. but do it in a fun way right i just have questions about <laughs> what, the gameplay what exactly the, Personal, the mechanics are neck giving the conversation go ahead christian no oh sorry um i i look forward to next year having the conversation with you jim about <laughs> the fact that like you know my hours need to be cut back because the pokemon company tells me to and if <laughs> i want any chance of catching this legendary I'm going to need more sleep. You'll figure out a way to make it work, I'm sure. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm also just curious. Like, I understand the point. Sleep, help, right. healthy lifestyle, work-life balance. Yeah. Get, get yourself in bed. But I'm also like, Pokemon Go made sense because, like, as a trainer in the games yeah. and, the an- and in the anime out, and in the movie, you got to go around, you got to walk. Very rarely are you, like, sleeping in the game. Like, you go rest your Pokemon. You go do stuff like that. But it's not, like, I I, like, like, I almost imagine thing. that this may be, like, a Tamagotchi-ish type of uh, a thing mm-hmm. in a sense where, like, you know, the sleep you get is the sleep it gets. And if it's tired, it won't, you know perform as well or whatnot mm. and if it's one pokemon that you can take at a time either from pokemon go or whatnot because the big thing here that we haven't touched on yet we've spent way too much time talking about pokemon sleep but it's okay it's very <laughs> important it is sleep the is. bigger thing to me i think that one of the biggest announcements out of this whole thing is pokemon home right yes. and so pokemon home i'll let you explain it christian and then i'll i'll jump in with why i think it's important So Pokemon Home, it's a new cloud-based service uh, that will be able to gather Pokemon from different games. Everything from your older games on the Nintendo 3DS, that's um, basically you can collect anything as far back as Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, Mm -hmm. um, all the way up to the modern games, Pokemon Sword and Shield. But it also has connectivity uh, to Pokemon Go and Pokemon Let's Go. Um, So it will allow you to put all those games into one cloud-based service, all those Pokemon into one cloud-based service, and you'll actually be able to trade Pokemon from your Pokemon Home app to other players without right. even needing a game. So they just made the PC. Right. <laughs> they just made the Pokemon PC. Right, <laughs> basically. But, but so, so the cool thing about this, though, right, and so like and circling back for my last point on Pokemon Sleep is I would imagine that, you know, there is that, that training aspect to 
uh, for Pokemon Go or even Let's Go, where if you put a Pokemon into the Pokeball and you carried the Pokeball around with you, you can train it, get candies and stuff like that. I would imagine there's probably a similar reward system for Pokemon Sleep, where in the you know, amount of time that you sleep on a given day uh, will reward you with candies or something to level up a Pokemon, a Pokemon of your choosing that you put in there. And then I would imagine that there are um, chain goals. So if you do it, if you sleep eight hours a day for seven days a week, you get even bigger prizes, uh, you know, things like that. And I, I can see it being like that. And even including some Tamagotchi aspects to it too, right? Where like, you know, you feed the Pokemon and you tell it it's pretty, <laughs> you pet it, and you know, th like the things like that where like now Pokemon sleep makes a ton more sense and uh, give me, I'm all in. Mm -hmm. Because that, because like, I, I don't have the Pokeball peripheral, mm -hmm. uh, just yet, maybe oh, I had one and then my toddler broke it, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> and so, but like, I mean, my phone is something I carry around with me everywhere. So that makes total sense. Mm -hmm. um, I love the idea of home. Like, I love, you know, what, what it can potentially, it's a bit of, it's not necessarily a game changer. It's a functionality that I think Pokemon fans have been dreaming of for a while. Now being able to be brought in. Um, and, and I love this idea of Pokemon the Pokemon games having this central hub that can branch out to no matter, you know, what, what kind of game you play. If you're a let's go player, if you're a go player, if you're a sword and shield player, like you, you've got access to all of this stuff. And I imagine the functionality will be different, um, depending on, you know, the, the Pokemon where it comes from and stuff like that. But I still love the idea. Well, so here, here's the thing about that. So one thing they don't, they, they, they didn't publicize, um, but they did confirm is that these will be one-way transfers to any game that's not Pokemon Sword and Shield. So once you take your Pokemon from Pokemon Let's Go or Pokemon Go and you put it into Pokemon Home, they cannot go back. Oh. Yeah, I'm not... That's. I was so into it when I first started. I was like, that's cool. I mean, I, I'll be able to like transfer it. It'd be more free to go. And then I was like, wait. <laughs> it only <laughs> works for Sword and Shield to go back and forth? I mean, this isn't, uh, please, this no. isn't exactly uh, new functionality. Mm, um, right. We saw this with Pokemon Bank, um, the, the Pokemon transfer service that you can move Pokemon from generation to generation. So all it is is a continuation of that because once a Pokemon kind of gets that update for the newest generation, it's impossible to revert them back to what they were before. So, like, is this, a, is this an app? Or is this like an Alexa device? <laughs> like, is there gonna be like a legitimate little like like little t PC, like a mini PC that you can put in your room? And be like, don't don't give them ideas. Come on, you know they 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 already made like the Pokemon Go plus plus, Pokemon Home. That that'll probably be the next device. So it'll be like a little like doghouse that you you put on your shelf, and that's where all your Pokemon live or something. Yeah, like that. yeah I was just like legitimately wondering that. When I first heard it, I was like, that's like an Alexa home, is it? Uh, wait, what? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm, I'll admit that was probably the least intriguing yeah. announcement. I was like, oh, okay, we've kind of had this before. I, I think, though, it has potentially, it potentially has the most potential. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a, it's, a, a better step in the right direction that as new games start to roll out for this, I imagine the transferability would probably mimic the Sword and Shield um, stuff, mainly just because they have to be able to build it in, right? Like it's And so I imagine games and stuff mm -hmm. going forward would probably, I would hope, have mm -hmm. that transferability um, and for you to truly be able to like, no matter where you are or what device you're on, 
you can interact with the Pokemon that you've worked to catch and train mm-hmm. and grow anytime, anywhere. Because that, I feel like, has yeah. always been the thing that po- the Pokemon Company has wanted to do. And it's inherent in the game that the, because of the game is all always been a mobile a mobile game be it a hand, uh, handheld device type game be it a, mm-hmm. on a uh, Nintendo mobile device or on the phone and stuff like that that it, it just makes the most sense yeah. So. yeah and I think it's and I've made this point on a previous episode that you know like I'll play a game and all I want to catch is like a generation one or a generation three Pokemon but I just can't find those spawn rates or the regional mm-hmm. rates you know in Sun and Moon for example so I think being able to transfer up from like, you know, Ruby and Sapphire is great because you can then bring those in if that's what you want. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I'll probably finally get excited is when we can have more of the back and forth transfer yeah. um, rather than the mm-hmm. one way because I'm still very attached to those old games and I'll go back and revisit them and if suddenly I play it but I've transferred one of those Pokemon and it's not there, I'm going to get mm-hmm. real sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I like the idea that they're very much trying to do like the Pokemon PC because um, that's always like one of my... I was always so confused about that as a kid. Like, how are all these Pokemon in this computer? That's not possible. You can't do this. What's this, like, witchcraft? And now, here it is. <laughs> the, you, you know, the Pokemon, uh, you know, the, the Pokemon games kind of, like, uh, predicted the cloud yep. generations. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dang. Well, but there's always that. But then there's that weird, there's still that nagging aspect of Pokemon Go. Where if you transfer a Pokemon, you get the like the candy for it. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. okay. Now I may have totally missed something, but it was my understanding at first that you sent the Pokemon off and it got ground into candy. Oh my gosh! But that's um, that 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 was just an internet meme, Jim. Uh, that, <laughs> that, that, that was an actual canon by any stretch of the imagination. They were just transferred for research purposes, non-lethal. <laughs> and they you just, just were given candy for that Pokemon. Yeah, it's yeah, like recyclables. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they're just like well, recycling. So I'm glad we cleared that up. We didn't get that dark. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I feel like there was a period of time where like it didn't necessarily explain it. It's just like the Pokemon went somewhere and you got candy from that Pokemon in return. Jim, this is a franchise in which... <laughs> Cute and cuddly animals fight each other to unconsciousness <laughs> for the love of their, you know, trainers. We don't think about things too much, you know. <laughs> yeah, the, this the, is the, not the Pokemon manga here okay. where like Pokemon are getting decapitated. <laughs> All right. Uh, another one of the big announcements, uh, which came at the very, very f- uh, front end of it, was uh, that they're apparently making big moves in China, which yes. um, I, uh, you know. That is that the potential there is huge for the company, and I would imagine would give them a ton more capital and stuff to just you know continue to pump into this franchise and grow. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it wasn't already in China. I guess I, no. I kind of thought it was already there. Well, it's, for, it's been, had weird licensing issues. Yeah, so. they've been trying to tap into the Chinese market for a while. I think Sun and Moon were the first games that actually had. Um, Chinese translations made for them, but they've had all sorts of issues trying to get into the Chinese market. Uh, that's that's not unusual mm-hmm. because it's not a um, Chinese franchise. And mm-hmm. if, if you follow economic news, that's kind of one of the <laughs> big issues of the day. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the the Pokemon Company seems to have made some big inroads uh, there, and if they can tap into China, it, it's only going to get 
even bigger. Yeah, they're going to make yeah. so much money. The entirety of Japan, really, I mean, just from the anime industry as well, less so of, like, the Japanese gaming, like, Square Enix and mm-hmm. stuff, but, like, the anime studios have a very tight relationship, at least with, like, studios there, as well as the Pokemon anime. They mm-hmm. do a lot of, like, contracting with animation studios um, in China. So, for me, it's no surprise they're doing the Inroads Plus with, like, China's, like, middle class booming. There's mm-hmm. so much more money available within yeah. the public there What's that mean? to it just make so much money. Bend. Mm-hmm. Like, gotcha mobile games oh, make so much money in China for Japan. So, like, it's a no-brainer that the Pokemon company is going, hello, hello, <laughs> we would let like, us in. We would like your microtransactions, We would please. like some money, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, good right. for them. Uh, one of the money. other announcements they made, uh, Pokemon Masters, which yes. the premise to me, I, want, I would want more as, like, an anime. Mm-hmm. But uh, or like a storyline in uh, in the anime. Mm-hmm. But uh, Christian, why don't you tell us a bit more about what it's about? So speaking of Gotcha Mobile games, uh, Pokemon Masters will bring <laughs> back uh, is is made by well, first of all, it's made by DENA, which is a big mobile game manufacturer. Uh, they they're responsible for some of the biggest mobile games out there, games that you've probably played like Fire Emblem's Heroes, um, Attack on Titan Tactics. Um, and so this will like be uh, a game in too. which you mm-hmm. team Teach up right. with other trainers um, from throughout the Pokemon franchise. We're talking classic trainers like Red, Blue, Misty, Brock, champions like Lance and Steven Stone and Cynthia. Um, and you battle in three-on-three battles. We we only saw a little bit of gameplay here. Um, it looks like... Uh-oh. Well, a single one. Uh, that they're partnered with. Um, they'll each have like somewhere between one and three moves, a limited amount of healing potions, and uh, looks like we will have access to Z-moves as well because we did see Brock uh, unleash a Z-move on a poor Ponyta. Hmm. Excellent. I think we lost you for a second there, but I think we got most of uh, what you were trying to say, so we're just going to keep moving on. Yeah, because we got the Z-moves Ponyta, which is absolutely what I need from Brock. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd say to me, it's like like I, I kind of love the idea of seeing just like like the old... Like the OG Pokemon celebrities, like I want to see Surge, mm. uh, like oh, that. Like God. that yeah. could be could be Why cool. <laughs> right? like, but yeah, well, I, I loved. I don't know. There was something about Lieutenant Surge that I just loved as a kid, and so mm-hmm. he's always kind of been like, uh, I just I just love him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I like the idea. I love that. You know, I love that this is a franchise that we can can you know go back and. There are so many great characters, mm-hmm. especially on like the the uh, trainer level and the you know gym leader level and all of that. That like they're not just kind of forgotten in a way, and mm-hmm. you know as we just move from generation to generation. Um, so this is a cool, fun way to to pay respect to those, I guess. And mm-hmm. whatever more Lieutenant mm-hmm. Surge for me, so I'm 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 down. Yeah, I'm interested to see how like the pay scale, like what exactly, like how the like gacha format, like fits into this mm-hmm. um yeah like I, I really like the premise like the three-on-three battle idea um i love the nostalgia factor i think that's going to be a lot of what's like pushing it for especially old school fans um but i'm just concerned about like what does the pay scale look like right. because i already spent a lot of money on <laughs> lures on let's on, on, on go and it's summertime so i'm out there <laughs> using those mossy lures so i'm i'm curious but I'm also scared because right. <laughs> uh, I have a limited amount of resources. Um, so, because there's some games like that where if you don't pay up the money for, mm. 
you know, characters or what, whatever it is, squat. you know, you can't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. It's, or it's just, or it's just becomes a slog. Yeah. And that's, that's not something, I mean, yeah. Like when I get to that point in games, I'm just like, I'm out. Yeah. Like, like I'll just leave and then eventually, you know, they'll do, you know, some changes to it and then it might become. Come back and then they give you a bunch of credits to like play for two days and then it's like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, well that's not fun anymore. (laughs) Um, And I don't think the Pokemon company is that ruthless, but I, I think they also, have an understanding of what their brand is and worth. And what they can do. Um, yeah, exactly. So that's that's the only thing I'm scared slash curious about because they know they can get a lot of money off mm-hmm. mobile games because Go is still bringing in so much money. Um, so that that is that is the yet-to-be-seen part for me. But To me, the biggest fake-out of the evening was they started talking about the success of Detective Pikachu and, you know, it was a box <laughs> office success. And I'm like, here it comes, Detective Pikachu 2. And we got that, but it's the video game. I'm actually real <laughs> <Yeah>. excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited. The first game never, it didn't answer anything. Okay, well, now I'm going to have one of you guys clarify it for me because I'm not totally sure and I don't know if I misunderstood or whatnot. Is this a re-release of the game with a new ending or is this a new game that picks up where Detective Pikachu left off and gives you an ending that you wanted? From what I understand, it's just like a re-release with like some changes and a new ending. To like, okay. Well, no, it's, it's That's what sequel. I understood. It's a straight sequel. So the first one just ended. So yeah. kind of like <laughs> me too showed up and it's like, you know, Detective Pikachu, you, you, you did good. And that was kind of like it. And so, yeah. you know father was missing we didn't know what the heck was the deal with detective pikachu and this game is a sequel that will answer those questions so it's like a full-on sequel full-on sequel i thought it was like a dlc edition to the first one that's what that's what i thought that's how it sounded to me but i mean i'm down for a full sequel because that way i mean remember when they released detective pikachu originally they released like one chapter of it Mm -hmm. in japan yeah. Then they released a full game, which ended on a cliffhanger for everywhere. So this could just be like Detective Pikachu Ultimate Edition. This time we're giving you the full story. We swear to God. Yeah, like that's <laughs> yeah. like that's what I thought. Like how they did the first chapter release and then the whole game. I thought they so this, this is, would be like an epilogue. So this is the Snyder cut for Detect- Detective Pikachu. Essentially, this is the Snyder cut. <laughs> that's I. That's how I had interpreted it. If they want to give me a whole new game, I'm gonna take it. Because I actually really liked the Detective Pikachu games. It reminds me of like the Layton mystery games, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, I, yeah, but yeah, I will, that was a fake out. Because so I was like, all right, they're going to announce it. They're going to announce it. It's fine. I mean, it just would have been, <laughs> been the perfect type of event to announce something like that. And that's right. Like, well, they, they, they even had Toho come out to <laughs> yeah. Godzilla. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, well, I mean, I know that's just like their cross promotional thing, but I was like, okay, if you're gonna come out here and start plugging Godzilla, you best give me a Godzilla monster, and I'm not talking like freaking like Tyranitar. <laughs> give me a Godzilla monster like special in Pokemon Go. Oh, that was just so yeah. Crazy. Oh, you want to get me to play Pokemon Go? Add Mothra. I know we have our you know Venonat and stuff like that, and I can evolve it up, but I want Mothra. <laughs> that's my that's my stance. Uh, the crown jewel. Of last night mm. was the crass promotion of Pokemon shirts. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I cannot wait because I've seen the site. 
right? And I've seen all the different designs and stuff that are there. Mm -hmm. And I so desperately want some. Yes. Because you can't, because we can't order them yet. Mm -hmm. They're in Japan, though. They're in Japan. I bought one. They said they're coming to (laughs) the States. And holy moly, is my work wardrobe about to change. They better be a little bit more affordable because I bought me one (laughs) at the big giant Pokemon store. And when they told me how much money it was, I was like, what? (laughs) Am I I sure? I am so impressed, like how half the fabrics are like these like really classy, like, oh, I can actually get away with wearing that at my day job. And then we have stuff like the Lickitung, (laughs) which, by the way, Jim has promised to send me to movie pressers if I buy the Lickitung shirt, which... For those of you who haven't seen this fabric design, it's it's gross. Yeah, it's so gross. This going in and out, like mm-hmm. big, like not at all subtle. And Jim has promised to send me to movie pressers so that I can like interview Hollywood's biggest stars while wearing this look at tongue shirt. So yeah. mm-hmm. get ready for that. <laughs> I got uh, the Bulbasaur shirt. Mm. When I was over there, I've just I haven't gotten to really. I'm too scared to wear it because it's so nice. <laughs> right. But so just like so it's funny because I think Coles um, maybe mm. uh, if you're stateside has a had a Pokemon collection. There is a a bulbous. There was a Bulbasaur button down that I thought was a long sleeve shirt, and I bought it online when it showed up as a short sleeve shirt. I don't like wearing short sleeve shirts. I mean, yeah. I get I roll up my sleeves, but I also I, I just don't like them because I don't like the way they fit. Mm-hmm. But I'll probably have to, I'll, maybe I'll wear it next episode. Mm. Uh, Jim, a, I consider it a personal failing that you never told me about this shirt. Well, I, I, don't I found it last I well, would go to Coles. I found it last summer, and it was mainly because I saw someone else wear it. And uh, apparently they had another design, which was way cooler the summer before that. I was like, damn, I missed out on that one. Um, but look, I love that they had everyone who come out on to come out on stage wearing one of those shirts. Um, like, like Christian said, there are a lot of designs that look pretty good that like you Mm -hmm. can get away with wearing and no one would even realize that you've got a bunch of hidden Pikachus on your shirt. Yeah. They're very classy. But the look at tongue one is just upsetting. It is pretty upsetting. I just don't. All right. Well, with that, when we get back, we're going to dive a bit deeper into, uh, really what this press conference means, you know, for the brand, uh, what, what we can, you know, expect more out of it. Uh, and then we'll, you know, obviously E3 is just a week, you know, a week or so away. Uh, and we'll, we'll do more of that. So stay tuned. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right. So this, this is the third one that they've done. Mm-hmm. We, you, know, you mentioned in the beginning of the, the, beginning of the show that um, the first two had big sort of game announcements. For us... I can see the inherent selfishness in being like, well, I ain't got, got another like big game. The message I think was pretty clear here though, that the Pokemon company who has been dabbling in mobile games for, for a little bit, you know, one a year, maybe for the last couple of years has really said, we're going to go big into mobile. Mm-hmm. And 
I think it's a it's a big deal because it's a great way to get new casual fans into the deeper lore of the the brand and 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 potentially give them a taste of what if they want to be more committed a game like Sword and Shield would be like for them. Um, or if it's a game that they just want to play while they're waiting for the bus, on the bus, or walking from one place to the other, or on the can, um, they could. And so I want to get your guys' takes on, on what you guys think, you know, like, is mobile, does going hard on mobile dilute the brand at all? Does it, you know, are you guys sort of on, on my page and, the, and it only strengthens the brand? Or are these going to be games that, that we potentially forget about? you know, six months after they release. So I think that Nintendo for the last few years has kind of realized that mobile gaming is here to stay and it's a, a growing part of gaming. Um, they, they, and they've been building across the board. We've got Mario Kart 4 coming out this year. Uh, we've seen stuff like, uh, Super Mario Run, Animal Pocket Camp, um, you know, so so this this is a thing, and Pokemon Company has been on the forefront of this with Pokemon Go and a few other games, and so this is kind of like them saying, yeah, we're we're doing this. Mm-hmm. It's like no question about it. This is this is this is the future of Pokemon. We're never going to get a, a traditional full series Pokemon game on a mobile device, but we're going to get more and more uh, secondary apps uh, that leverage the Pokemon brand um, and will continue to expand. Uh, I I don't think it's going to bring people into the game, but it's going to keep people invested in the franchise. See, I think it could bring brand new friends, like brand new fans. And that's mainly because, like, I don't know, when I was a little kid, like, all I had was a Game Boy, but I, I had to wait until I was older for that, mm. eight, nine, ten, or whatever, after begging and pleading. <laughs> um, but, I mean, they're, they're toddlers with iPads and, mm-hmm. you know, mobile phones, which is great, and that's a way to access this franchise for yep. them. Um, get them kind of interested in it. It's bright, it's colorful, mm-hmm. it's got cute little monsters. Yeah. It's very much what a lot of these well, you there, know, kid-centric a, games go for. Yeah, there is a toddler-esque type game that's out there already that I know my kid plays. I totally am blanking on the name. Mm-hmm. Um, Pokemon it, Camp? Maybe. I think mm-hmm. that, that may be it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I totally, I totally get what, what you're saying. My concern is, is that like, look, for comparative comparison's sake, Look at a brand like Marvel, right? Mm-hmm. Where I would, you know, I would put on par with Pokemon any day of the week. They release a s ton of mobile games uh, in any given year, and I can't even begin to tell you. Like, there's only one that I even commit to playing on a fairly regular basis, and that's Future Fight. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, I'm either in it for maybe a week or two, and then I'm out. And then I don't care. And then at the point where, like, it gets to the point where they start releasing more and more games, and I'm just at the point where I'm kind of apathetic to all of them Mm -hmm. because none of them jump out at me as as truly sort of engaging with the the Marvel heroes and villains in in a way that that I truly want. And Mm -hmm. so much so that it it even has me a bit tepid on what I would think is the biggest Marvel game in a very long time being ultimate Alliance three on the switch. Mm -hmm. But because we've gotten so many of these like 
pretty crappy mobile games with a subset of heroes that you know the the company seems focused on wanting to push and promote that I'm not as excited for a game like Ultimate Alliance anymore that I think I would have been had I not have and, and it could just be because I'm plugged into it mm-hmm. naturally for work all the time. I have to know about mm-hmm. all of this stuff coming out and so because of that it's sort of you know waned my interest a bit. And so that's kind of where I feel like where I I I don't want to see the Pokemon company go, but I could 1000% be in the minority. No, I'm right there with I, you. I think one of the keys is, if you notice, the Pokemon game hasn't, with Marvel, with your Marvel example, a lot of those games are very samey. They all focus on the same characters. They all have the same sort of kind of like gameplay options. I mean, there's some variations to them, but they're all very similar. Um, With these things, I mean, Pokemon Sleep isn't going to be anything like Pokemon (laughs) Shuffle, isn't going to be anything like Pokemon Go, isn't going to be anything like... Uh, Pokemon Home or whatever game there is. These are all very different. Yeah, they're they're all so different, um, every last one of them. And I I think that's going to be the key, is as long as they can keep making games that are totally different from each other, which, you know, that's what kind of worries me about Pokemon Masters, is that looks really close to a traditional battle system. Yep. Um, And I'm kind of curious if that's going to, like, infringe a little bit on the main series game freak games but you know as long as they you know make games that are totally different i don't think we'll have that problem and i think that we saw with this press conference that they're very invested in mobile but they're very invested in giving us very different mobile experiences see i still have to agree with drit not with jim sorry i just totally almost called you drim that's fine Please excuse me. Uh, I'll put I, that on my lower third for yes, next week. Yes, yes, Drim. Uh, no, I have to say I totally agree with you. The thing is, I do have faith in the Pokemon company's you know commitment to quality. That's mm-hmm. something they've they've always stressed, and that's that's always a forefront of many Japanese companies. Is they're very, especially when it's going international, they're very focused on quality and the story. And so that's not so much what I'm concerned about as I'm concerned about at the rate of which these will be pushed out Mm -hmm. because it's not even so much for me, the Marvel games. Like I play future fright um, Mm -hmm. pretty frequently. And, you know, I got into a lot of the, like the movie tie in games. Um, A lot of them are very similar. Yes. um, But they had their own kind of promotional things. The thing that got me is mainly, Oh, another Marvel game. Mm -hmm. It's not even Mm -hmm. that I would necessarily look, I'll be honest. I didn't look at most of what the games are doing. I was just like, "It's another one, mm-hmm. really? Do we do we need another one?" Yeah. Um, because I think so that's the, that's my concern. the biggest thing is is the frequency of the, how these games come out and the infrequency, <laughs> net rightfully so, the infrequency that they come out on consoles, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. I think you know we as fans want that that immersive gameplay, and we are a hundred percent a different audience from that mobile player right mm-hmm. like it, mm-hmm. it's just it's clear as day that it's very that it's very very different mm-hmm. but to me i get less excited about the con i get less excited about the console games because i've seen what the mobile games are like and i just don't know if like you know and, and i get it that's me unfairly putting a bias on on some of this stuff but mm-hmm. you know but I, i'm curious to see curious to see what happens the only thing that will make me take back this stance of mine is if in six months they announce they've made a completely mobile adaptation of pokemon snap <laughs> as soon as they announce that i'm the number we one we could not go a podcast without mentioning pokemon, I mean, pokemon I snap never not. on a mobile device given the ar features of pokemon go like i'm just shocked 
that Nanantic hasn't just said, look, we've got the, the AR feature. We'll just w- let us do Pokemon Snap. Come on. We'll do it. And and we'll find a way to tie it into to go or whatnot. Or just even as, switch port like I've the said, Labo. I don't. As know. I've said multiple times, Pokemon Snap is owned by a different developer than the. You know, it, it's not owned by. You know, it, it, right. It was licensed out. Like company, but who made Pokemon Snap? That's a totally different company. And unless they're going to make Pokemon Snap, we're never getting another Pokemon Snap. Let well, it go, guys. Fine. Let just, it go. Just differentiate enough to make a different one. That's Pokemon not Pokemon Snap. Snap. Just differentiate the IP enough to create something that Pokemon Flash. is Pokemon Flash. <laughs> Pokemon Shutter. Pokemon, I don't know, Pokemon Slow Mo. Pokemon 35mm. Yeah. Pokemon <laughs> Blur Detection. I don't no. care. Just something that, that has that same feel. And I, there's tons of stuff that they could like, right. like instead of being like, a cameraman, like just, just. I something. love the idea of it being on the lab, like on a labo or like yeah, a VR like because type thing. the newest labo device comes with like the camera construction kit that you can put your little things mm-hmm. in, and like that's perfect. So I understand there's the developer issue, but if they can create something that is different enough, and let's be real, the Pokemon company has a ton of money. You could buy <laughs> out that developer IP if you tried hard enough. All right, well, we got to keep moving along. There is one more thing I want to mention that, that came out of this conference that we haven't necessarily touched on, and it's more just a – it's pure FOMO on my part. Um, the the stores, the Pokemon centers that they're starting to mm-hmm. pop up in other places just look like the most amazing places that I, I would want to be. Yeah, And like even just the small pop-up mm-hmm. that was at the – trading card game world championship that came to, to Nashville, mm-hmm. even that small little pop-up was so nice. Yes. And I was just like, just give me, I, I get it. Retail is hard, right? And so unless it's like an experiential type thing, like you can't just go and open hundreds of Pokemon centers across the country. Mm-hmm. But even if they opened one or two as kind of like flagship travel destination type stuff mm-hmm. like I, they, I mean they would make a killing hand over fist and yes. they yeah. just need to bring one to the states i mean they've had they've had different pokemon stores in new york those have a bit like the centers <laughs> no, i right. got to go to the center when i was in tokyo oh. i mean i couldn't do anything because like you have to you have to like book you have to mm-hmm. book that but just like going by i was like oh my gosh <laughs> like like it's well, it's just so like, nice. It just feels like it's it's all part of this. They're building the Pokemon world around us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, I'll keep saying it. Like again, I just want like a Pokemon whole theme park. Like, not even Universal Studios Japan has been able to bring in an attraction mm-hmm. like that. Um, and they brought in. Aren't they opening like a Nintendo? IPs. Aren't they opening up like a Nintendo World or something? Is that Universal that's doing it? Yeah, Nintendo, yeah they're going to have like a but like Pokemon Snap. Well, no, I know, I know, but right, but hey, but. Every they step a little to. bit closer. Every step. Just like a, and I know if that were to happen, I mean, the Pokemon company would be so far into it. <laughs> but I feel like a good test would be, you know, more Pokemon centers. Yeah. Like just, yeah. just a couple, just, yep. just something. <laughs> you know what I thought was cool about this new Pokemon center is they always have a big statue. And this one is like Mewtwo inside like his test vat. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking to myself, I just went to Disney like how cool would it be if they had that like an animatronic Mewtwo that would just occasionally like bust out of his like testing vat and you know I, I don't know I think that would be amazing it's so, like the stitch breakout ride yeah yeah like, but for Mewtwo yeah yeah like there there are so many good rides so many opportunities and I'm so 
so interested. And for it, the thing that confuses me is why there's not even one in Japan. Because Japan is arguably the theme park like center. Right. Like as much as we have theme parks in mm, America, Japan takes theme parks, their theme parks and runs with it. <laughs> so like I still don't understand. Studio Ghibli's getting a theme park in mm. a couple years. Like it's time. We'll get one. It's time. We'll get one. Speaking of it's time, it is time for the moment you've all been waiting for. Christian's Pokemon Fact of the Week. Christian, what do you got? Okay, uh, so Psychic-type Pokemon. Uh, they're the original OP Pokemon type. Uh, in the original games, they only had two weaknesses, and they added a third weakness uh, in Pokemon Gold and Silver. Uh, you guys know what they are, of course. Uh, bug, Dark, and Ghost-type Pokemon. Why are those the three weaknesses to Psychic-types? I already read the answer, so I, I can't read it. I can't say because I already know. I don't know the other two, but I think everyone's weak to bugs. In my <laughs> opinion, literally everyone should be weak of weak to bugs. You see, just channel your inner Misty, see a Caterpie, run. <laughs> you're you're on the right track, Megan. The the answer is is because those represent three of the most common types of fears. You know, mm. people are afraid of the dark, people are afraid of ghosts, and people are afraid of bugs, and apparently that's why psychic type Pokemon are weak to those three types. I kind of love it. I, wow. I was I, right. I remember taking my Beedrill in and just n knocking those psychic Pokemon around like they were no one, you know, it's like, I'm bringing Beedrill and you're going Finding now. Finding Sabrina and those original Pokemon Red and Blue was such a pain. <laughs> yes. Because you, you didn't have Because you had to Pokemon. evolve that, those freaking Kakunas or uh, Metapods into either Butterfree or Beedrill to actually get something worth it yeah yeah that's yeah, the worst not me. even the ghost pokemon you know because they had the poison subtype so they were weak to psychic types mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it was awful well there you go the more you know the more you know we just need like a little banner the swipe right the star yeah. swipe uh well, all right well that does it for us today on episode five of a wild podcast has appeared the official pokemon podcast of comicbook.com uh again if you enjoyed what you listened to, tell all your friends. Leave us a review. Uh, if you want to, subscribe so you never miss an episode. We do bonus episodes sometimes. I imagine we will probably get together uh, if, uh, you know, we get big Pokemon news before E3 or something like that to put a bonus episode out there or to talk about the, the news there. Who knows? But seriously, uh, you know, we, we do this because, you know, we... You guys have told us that you know you guys are loving the show, and you're the reason why we keep doing this. So we appreciate the support. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jim Viscardi. I'm on Twitter at Megan Peters CB, and I'm on Twitter at C Hoffer C Bus. So make sure you leave a five star review. Uh, next week we will go through and read some. If we read yours on air, you will win a comicbook.com t-shirt. We will send that baby right out to you. All you got to do is uh, leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on the air, and uh, then you just got to let us know. So with that being said, uh, appreciate it, guys. A big, big week. We got another big week coming up with the Sword and Shield stuff mm. uh, next week. I'm excited. I know these guys are excited. Oh, yeah. You better be excited because it's coming. We'll see <laughs> you guys next time.